Welcome back. This is part two, episode four. Yes. Around radical honesty, but this is a response episode to how do we live into radical community. Yeah. Uh, We have Nyla back with us again. What up, y'all? So excited. (laughs) Right. And we're actually going to call this one Sister, Sister. Mm -hmm. You'll understand why in a little bit. But it is part two. It's us after we've named the things. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it's helpful to talk about what healing can look like and what it looks like for us to actually be the radical community that we're hoping for all of us, right? Yeah. So, Nyla, it's good to have you back. Good to be back. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to lean a little bit more on you and your expertise on this one because you are doing this work, which is beautiful work that um, we both appreciate, I can say, right? And. Yeah, so let's start off with just you telling us a little bit more about Sister Circles and what that looks like. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, it actually started before Sister Circles. Yeah, please. This work of community, um, radical healing in community. Yeah. It started with a six-week Bible study on holistic health Mm -hmm. entitled Living My Best Life. Of course, hey, come on here. So we I'm living my best life. I'm sorry. Living my best life. When yeah. you say it, it just like comes out. <laughs> I'm sorry. It just stays in your psyche. Okay. Yeah. That was not. Go no, ahead. No, that's I'm all sorry. right. So we went over the different forms of health over six weeks. We touched on social and economic health. We touched on mental and physical health. Um, all of these different healths. And by the end of it, a great friend of mine, Wasaba Sidibe, said, sis, we need to continue this. There's a lot of sisters and brothers hurting, but we were focused, you know, in our womanist minds, very focused on women um, of color. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you need to put together a sister circle. Mm. And I was like, I don't know what a sister circle is, right. but I got you, sis. Right, 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 right. <laughs> we're going to continue this healing. And so we created the first sister circle last year. Um, no, oh my God, this year. Jeez. Time is flying. Mm-hmm. Um, July, <laughs> July 2019. And the sister circle, um, it was focused on agape love, transformation, and healing. Mm. And we did all of this work through workshops, academic discourse, truth-telling, and storytelling. Mm-hmm. And it was so fun. Mm-hmm. And so in this circle of about 35 women, we had a ring shout. Mm. We had community storytelling from a griot or an elder, Mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Beverly Mitchell. We had three workshops. Come on here, girl. Mm. So I opened up the first workshop Mm -hmm. with generational trauma and embedded memory, Mm. how these things have a profound impact on our psyche, how they have a profound impact on our bodies, our DNA, our biology. Mm -hmm. And we don't know it. Mm. We just walk around with unprocessed trauma all the time mm. and don't even realize the way we react to things are because of these types of traumatic experiences. Mm-hmm. And then the second workshop was from Jasmine Brooks, and she talked about recreating the narrative. Love. Storytelling. Yeah, yeah. And so we just went. She opened up. I think she opened up with... um uh, Zion, you know, uh, Lauren Hill song. Yes, Zion. yes, 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 yes. And she had us go Uh-oh. through that storytelling. What was that about? How wow. do we create our narratives? Wow, that's and beautiful. Yes, yeah. girl, it was great. And then we it ended with Wasaba Sidibe's, um I Am Enough uh, Affirmations Workshop. Mm. 
And I mean, it was just so powerful. She set up mirrors and you had to like speak truth and power to your life. You know how powerful it is to actually look yourself in the face in the mirror and speak over yourself? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> we have established that I speak to myself on a daily basis oh, in the morning. Good. Yeah. That's awesome. I do. Yes. Look, you got to do it. I know. You yeah. got to speak over, speak life. <laughs> yes. There's enough people speaking death around here. Amen. So you got to. You got to do it for you. That's it. Uh, yes, yes, yes. That's um, really good. Yes. Yeah. So it was just a, it was um, a great day of holistic healing, mm-hmm. of merging African ritual and spirituality mm-hmm. and with our Christianity. Mm-hmm. So kind of getting back to our roots. Yes. And sisterly accountability. Mm. What else do you need? Right. So what does that look like afterwards? How how have you or are you working towards that accountability being not just like what happens in that space, mm-hmm. but like takes everyone who was there yes. outside of it with yes. each other, right? Yes. Yeah. What does that look like there? Absolutely. So we had some, this was the purpose. We had some mentors Mm -hmm. in the room as well. We had some elders in the room. Mm. So this was intergenerational. Yeah. And so by the end of it, there were mentorships being set up. Love. There were new friendships being set up of women saying, "Um, I had a problem with drug addiction. Mm -hmm. And you said you overcame your problem with drug addiction. Okay. Like, I need to talk to you. We need to talk on a weekly basis. And so those relationships have formed. Wow. That is very powerful. Yes. Yes. And then a lot of leaders and teachers and preachers who joined us in that group Mm -hmm. have taken the idea and went out and created their own circles and Mm. created their own Bible studies and Mm. small groups. Yeah. And so we just want to keep the party going and spread love. That's all. So, okay, this is a beautiful thing that you just named. Yes. Um, the idea that, well, first of all, I've, I actually, uh, I did participate in a sister circle mm-hmm. type thing um, in therapy mm. and um, with other women. And that was maybe two years ago. I feel like it's been a while. It's been a while. But I remember just how alive I felt. Mm-hmm. When I finally got over the hump of feeling like, oh, I don't know if I can be who I am in this space. Because we do get taught, some some of us, I don't know if every black woman gets taught this, but I know I, I, and I wouldn't, I'm not blaming my mom or anyone. I think there's just like this, when you talk about trauma Mm -hmm. in our DNA, I think this thing that is embedded in some of us, the idea that we don't get along Mm. Or that we judge one another. And I think there's some, obviously, but that's human nature. Um, But somehow, like, that black women can't exist in the same space together, especially when it comes to men. Mm -hmm. Right? They were always competing with one another. Talk on it. Right? And so I just remember how much that changed me. And seeing, like, yeah, there were were some personalities there Mm -hmm. that I don't think I would have meshed with outside Mm -hmm. of this space, but it gave me an opportunity to get to know someone that Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have known, right? And to appreciate them for who they were. And I felt the same in return. And it took us a while to get there because it was over a week period and Mm -hmm. we were dealing with things that... So I think 
the therapist knew that like she interviewed people so she knew there would be some mm-hmm. some overlapping but what happened was is what you were saying is that we started to see some commonalities yes. in our stories yes. that we could we could hold on to and and then honor each other in and help and hold each other up right mm, absolutely and so but what I was trying to name, so I went way past what I was trying to say. What I was trying to name <laughs> was <laughs> the fact that you see the work that you're doing um, expanding mm-hmm. beyond you and other people doing it. And you don't see the threat in that, but you see the beauty in that yes. as a part of what God is doing yes. among us. If your work does not expand beyond you, then your dreams are too small. Mm. <laughs> Preach. Your dreams are way too small. Yeah. Your ego is too big. Amen. Right. <laughs> and I just want to add that, you know, in, in in the work that I do, like we talk about like what social change looks like. And that's what I see in your sister circle. Yeah. Of yeah. like when, when we're talking about dismantling systems of injustice that happens yeah. with the communities that you're Community. building yes. and the healing that is happening. So yeah, when you're stretching beyond you, mm-hmm. like you're tapping into addressing those systems of injustice that you know, create divisions that yes. you know enable for communities not to thrive and for people to continue to be harmed mm. and feel alone. Yeah. And yeah. so good. it's just beautiful to know that that is happening yes. uh, and that people are in engaging in that. And I can also remember the time when I engaged in a sister circle and it was just this, it was this moment to just exhale and yes. just say, wow, mm-hmm. I, I'm i in a safe space. Yes. I'm in a safe space. I'm in a safe space. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes only we can do that for one another because we have a common, a common thread mm-hmm of what it looks like to be a black woman mm-hmm. in these here in the United States, like specifically, yeah. and even people who who migrate over or immigrate or, you know, that um, you 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 have this experience that only we can really uh, relate to, oh, right? Yes. And affirm in one another. Because yeah. I will say that oftentimes it can feel not just isolating, but you can feel like something is wrong with you mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're noticing certain things around you or you're noticing stuff that's had like microaggressions, all that stuff. Yes. And I had an incident where I felt I was like one of maybe two black women in the space, one of like four people of color in a space. Mm-hmm. And so that feeling of like being alone mm-hmm. and not knowing mm. the feelings you're having, if they're like your stuff, if it's like, actually happening you have to kind of check in yeah that is exhausting yes (laughs) right yes and there's something healing about being in a common space where people understand each other at a basic level yes and they can like relate to you and 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 hear you without you having to over explain every single detail about it am i making sense absolutely and there you are creating your own narrative you're creating a new narrative for Black women. Because in society, like, when you look over the history of the thing. Right. We were taught, we were taught, what, what I'm trying to figure out the right word for it. But it's it's a sense of everything is, you know, horrible, but I'm okay. Like, I'm not going to assess this feeling. 
a lot of times, you know, especially you look at your mother, your grandmother, your great grandmother. Right. There's a lot of unprocessed trauma yep. there that gets translated into the way they they interact with family yes. and with one another as yes. women interact with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're saying, no, this is not how things are going to be. No, I'm not just going to say God is good all the time and all the time God is good, even though, you know, I just had a miscarriage or, you know, somebody, you know, in my family just died or no, let's take the time to unpack these wounds, these pressures, these hurts, and really sit with them in community. Yeah, I think that's what you were pointing to. And what's so important about creating these new spaces, these brave spaces in mm-hmm. which women are allowed to express themselves in whatever way that looks like, yep. whether it's anger, whether just sitting in the corner silent, sis, I got you. Right. But it's important that we be there for one another. Yes, I love that, that allowing people to feel and to express those feelings and to say that it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. To not be okay. To not be okay, (laughs) which is not, I don't think, um, something that is said often in our church settings. Ooh, that's good. I really don't think that, I mean, for the most part, it's like, why you ain't praising God? Mm. Why you ain't joyful today? Why you ain't standing up and you don't mm. got nothing to be sad about? You don't got nothing to be worried about. Christ is on your side and Ooh. you know what I'm saying? Yes. So and there's something there's something to having praise in your heart and something to recognizing the power of God. And there's something to saying, listen, you ain't always got to have it together. Thank you. Because your anchor is in Christ who provides those around yes. you to hold you up when you're not. Yes. And if we're not allowing for each other to hold each other up, mm. then what are we doing? Yes. Mm-hmm. How are we healing? Mm-hmm. I was about to say, there's something so detrimental in yeah. denying your feelings and just saying, all is well. I'm good. Yeah. You God know? is good, blessed and highly favored. Blessed highly, highly favored. Ooh. Yeah. Let's not even talk about how the suicide rates in Black communities are... On a rise. Right. Greater than ever. So yeah. there's a lot of work to be had here. Right. And I think that answers the generational thing as well. Of course. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because I do think the generations, the millennials, Gen Zs, are going up in a time where we're naming yes. a lot more yeah. of the trauma. Yeah. And we're not being quiet about it. Mm-hmm. And it's very uncomfortable Yeah, for... The boomers Very and, and some Gen Xers, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's a level of discomfort mm-hmm. about our honesty. Yeah. But the honesty isn't coming with a space to heal. Mm. It's just a space to, like, get it out of you in a way. Wow. But I'm not sure we're actually healing. Not yet. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Well, do you mind if I take you ladies through the four components of... Uh, generational trauma. Please. So Dr. Patricia Newton, she's a psychologist out of Baltimore. Mm -hmm. She talks about these these four components of these psychological mechanics of generational trauma. Mm. So the first one is there's a traumatic event. Let's take an enslaved Black girl from Mm -hmm. the 17th century who was snatched from the seas of Senegal Mm -hmm. and then snatched from her mother when she becomes a teen and taken to another plantation. Right. And then, you know, let's say she has she she go, grows into a woman and bears children. 
just for those children to be snatched. Right. So that's gener- that's that's not generation. That's uh, an event. That's a traumatic event. That's a series of traumatic events, right? Right. And then you have, you create capsules, mm. trauma capsules. Mm. And in these trauma capsules, this is all of the unprocessed emotions. It's all of the turmoil. It's everything that you have not allowed yourself to feel. Mm. Those trauma capsules are created. Then thirdly, these trauma capsules become embedded within us. They become embedded within our minds. They become embedded within our DNA. Science is starting to prove, you know, um, epigenetics. And then these, this embedded trauma, is, it, you know, it only becomes triggered. That, that capsule only opens up when another traumatic event happens. Mm. Wow. And a lot of people don't realize the way they react to things the way they blow up on things is simply because we have we have failed to process that trauma. We have failed to look at it, the ugly, nasty, hard areas of our lives, of our minds, of mm. our psyche. Yeah. Um, and so I just wanted to lay that down for us before we go into the healing. Yes. Like, how do we even get here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's so good. And I, I appreciate that because... I don't know if that knowledge is necessarily something that everyone knows. Mm-hmm. I know that it's been talked about before. Like, I've heard about, like, trauma being embedded in our DNA. Mm-hmm. I never heard it like that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know how that works, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important because oftentimes we come up against this idea that because Jesus heals, mm-hmm. right, because Jesus does the spiritual healing— that then what are we what are we sad about? What right. are we worried about? Right. And I, I I must say I really do see that there is a, a higher level of depression yes. and anxiety, or maybe it's just more of an acknowledgement of it mm-hmm. now than mm-hmm. it has been ever. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know anyone really in my in my circle of people who haven't dealt with depression or anxiety mm. or stress mm-hmm. in some level. Yeah, yeah. Including myself, mm-hmm. right? Me too. Right? Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's because we are somehow forgetting that part where the healing starts yeah. with acknowledging mm-hmm. acknowledging that that exists in mm-hmm. that space. Absolutely. Yeah. One of my favorite, not one of my the least favorite sayings I've hear, I hear all the time in Black church and in communities in general is, yeah. I'm too blessed to be stressed. To be stressed. I'm like, what? <laughs> what a lie. Say more about <laughs> what that looks like. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What a lie. Okay, sis. And yeah. it's like, why not? Why is it not okay to just say, I'm too blessed and I'm still stressed. Yeah. There's still a lot going. I'm trusting God. Lord knows I'm trusting God with all my heart. Yeah. And I am there's still some anxiety. Yeah. And that's okay. You know, let me co-create with God. Let me co-heal with God there you in go. this in this season. That's beautiful. Yeah, the yeah. co-healing part. Co-healing. Yeah. And I wonder, I wonder if you really are trusting in God, if you're not willing to be honest with God about where you are. Ooh. And honest with your community. And honest, honest with your community. Because authentic community is this, it, you know, it begins with that 
brave space. Yes. And being brave is acknowledging and stepping into vulnerability. So now, not just that for me to heal, Mm -hmm. but for all of us to heal. Yeah. I want, so Stephen Levine Mm -hmm. defines healing as to heal is to touch with love that which was previously touched by fear. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking like with what you were talking about with from Dr. Newton, Mm -hmm. you know, the way that when we react uh, in our traumatic situations is reacting to unprocessed trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's just kind of like, what would, you know, how do we as a community, when we kind of speak the truth and allow Mm -hmm. it to be, then touch our trauma with love Mm -hmm. so that it doesn't. And I think that's what Sister Circles does. Yeah, Yeah, it does. Right, that you're able to name, like, this is what's happening. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. in that acknowledgement, in that being able to voice it, that is touching Mm -hmm. our trauma with love Mm -hmm. so that it can really be moving towards healing. Absolutely. And the ability to listen, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because a lot of times we're quick to say something and try to fix something. Yes. When in reality, we're just called to listen and empathize. Yep. Like if someone is saying, oh, this day just really sucks. And you know, a lot of times we're like, oh, girl, you know, it's okay. It's going to be better. No, no, let them sit. Really, how how does it suck? Yeah. You know? Yeah. What does that look like for you? Right. Do you think you'll be able to overcome this? Like That's good. Like that. mm-hmm. And and I also find it helpful to just even acknowledge it, right? And be like, Yeah. Yeah. You're right. That does suck. That does suck. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sorry that you're dealing with that, right? Just yeah. a level of empathy mm-hmm. goes a long way. Mm-hmm. A level of acknowledgement goes a long way. Yeah. And I think we have a hard time with it. I mm-hmm. really do. I think it just I think I think the other part, maybe and maybe I'm just talking now through this. Um, maybe the other part, too, is that it's a reminder to us about our own stuff that we haven't dealt with. Yeah. When we hear it, mm-hmm. we don't want to hear it because it reminds us that mm-hmm. we ain't OK either. We're not OK. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so that makes you very vulnerable yeah to have to hear that Mm -hmm. and to see it Mm -hmm. for what it is right because then you have to I mean you don't have to acknowledge it but it it comes at you it faces you right yeah 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 that's real that's so helpful I think and that is beloved community yeah because beloved community at its best is radical Mm mm-hmm there's a communal healing that's taking place yeah the sort of we're all holding hands together Mm -hmm. but I'm just holding hands to get you through your stuff you know, for you to get your own self through your stuff. Right. But I'm going to get through mine. But I need you to hold my hand along, yeah. you know, alongside me there. Yeah, so. you're not alone. You're not alone. Right. You're not alone. That is beautiful. Yeah. I also think this addresses the idea um, that I hear from a counter a counter to conversations around being enslaved in mm. America um, and how it was so long ago and why we keep bringing it up oh and why we keep talking about racism. And I'm not just talking about white people. I'm talking about us yes. saying this stuff. Yes. Um, and this idea that we live in a, a state of victimhood all the time. Mm. Um, I actually think that what we are talking about is the opposite of that. Say more. Because to live in victimhood is to only live into the things that causes the trauma. Okay. But if you're naming it mm-hmm. so you can address it, you're actually saying, I would no longer give this power. Yes. Ooh, right? Good. Yes. So 
while some want to say, like, let's just not talk about it anymore because mm-hmm. we've gotten past it, mm-hmm. right? They're not being honest. Not being honest. <laughs> they're not being honest. Well, maybe they're living their truth, but I wonder what that truth looks like outside of their individual selves. Yes. And that's the problem, right? Is that it's only based on my own input mm-hmm. that I'm saying this. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it based on our input Ooh. and what's being brought to the table. Yes. So that's my first problem with it. And the second one is, again, not acknowledging it allows it to live, like you're saying, to stay where yes. it is and to fester and to live mm-hmm. in us when and have the power mm-hmm. where we will be in states of victimhood yeah. because we don't even know it, it's there. Mm. Where it's just wow. there, right? Wow. So when we speak it, when we talk about it, when we acknowledge it, and then we hold each other mm-hmm. and we show the scars and allow each other to heal on our own mm-hmm. by holding each other, yeah. then we're actually saying we're not victims. Yeah. We have the power to heal. Yes. So I think it's actually the opposite. I just want to give that as a different take (laughs) on talking about (laughs) these issues because there's this like these talking points that I that really have been bothering me and I've been trying to work through them not to counter them but Mm -hmm. to to really understand the importance of us not being quiet about it and us saying what is true. Right. And this is why I. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Thank you. I'm yes. just happy we've yes. gotten to that point. Okay. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also want to add on to like this sort of this notion of unlocking power. Yes. I know there are a lot of people who are going to listen to this podcast and they're going to say, well, I don't have that type of community. Like, yeah. where do you get that from? That's real. And I would say before I even created this sacred sister circle, mm-hmm. I started therapy. Like, because a lot of times it just takes you going to a straight up therapist. You say, I got some childhood issues. Right. Baby Nyla is acting up. And this is when baby Nyla is triggered. And I need you to walk me through this while I'm acting this way. Yeah. How do I begin to process this and and call myself out quickly and bounce back in a way that I can get baby Nyla under control? Because she's still there. She's still yeah. inside. She ain't going nowhere. She's still hurt. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Even though I know I'm fully healed and I'm in a much better place than I was when mm. I was in my early 20s. Yeah. But baby Nyla is still there. Right. And she needs to be cared for. And she needs to be cared for. She needs to be cared for. Yeah. Yes, oh. therapy. We all for it. Yes. 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 Thank you, therapy. Yes. Listen, yes. I will tell you any day, every other week I go see my therapist and I do not care. No, you may not see me around 10 o'clock because I'm in therapy. Yeah. Right? I do not play that. Come on. I think it's so important. And I appreciate you bringing that up. Mm-hmm. And... um if there's a need for some resources, maybe mm-hmm. we can provide that for people who are looking for a therapist. Yes. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of options out there, including ones where if you can't afford, you know, to pay someone weekly, there are yes. there are options for you. Mm-hmm. I yes. promise. Yes. There are options. There are always options. There are always options. And you mm. do not have to live in this life with, with what is with you, the trauma yes. that you hold, on your own. And that's the thing, I think— that to me is the God work in our yes. communities is that we are learning 
to hold each other mm-hmm. and we are getting the resources to one another mm-hmm. in a way that people can actually heal. Yes. Right? Yes. I just, yeah. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would also like to add, you know, t- while you're looking for a sacred circle mm-hmm. of, or while you're creating your own sacred circle. Sure. Yeah. Because we want to encourage people to do that. That not all, not only are you going to the therapist, but you're creating sacred rituals and spiritual practices for yourself. Mm. Yeah. So my favorite spiritual practice right now is running a bubble bath with the lavender infused salt. Yes. Come on here, somebody. Yes. 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 Giving my own self affirmations. Amen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because you know the world. You can go, you be out in the world for 12 hours. That's 12 hours of the world tearing you down and telling you that you are not enough. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. If anyone must have your back in this season and for any season, it must be you. So, amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. And Ashe. Ashe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And as we, because people will be hearing this podcast in the new year, uh, you know, that that is the epiphany and revelation that we need to be open yes Mm -hmm. around like what are the ways that we are opening ourselves up to this radical community yes the way are we healing how are we healing what are the rituals that we Mm -hmm. need so that we can be our full self absolutely that's so good well we want to thank nyla because she does have to go but like she has been such a gem and i'm so grateful for the knowledge that yes. you have given to Thank us. You. You're amazing. You're amazing. Oh my gosh. And I look forward to seeing you ladies more yeah. and also working with you in the future for upcoming Sacred Circles. Listen here. I already said yes. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, yeah, we're so grateful for Nyla and the knowledge that she gave us. I feel like dropping gems. Yes. Dropping gems. And one thing I appreciate, like you guys are going to hear this in January, the new year when we are trying to live into what it looks like to be in 2020. And um, and I think healing is a really good theme um, for the new year. Mm-hmm. I know for me, I'm taking that with me. Yes. Um, and so I'm grateful for her and her willingness to share some of her knowledge and some of the experiences she had that yeah. shows that it's actually possible mm-hmm. for us to heal in our communities together. Definitely. Right? And it, it helps us to build. So we want to leave you with this piece from, is it Rupi Carr? Is that how you pronounce her name? I believe so. Rupi Carr, please forgive me if it's wrong. Um, but from her book, Milk and Honey, which, by the way, since it came out, I constantly, <laughs> constantly go back to this book because uh, the poetry in it is so life-giving. It's Milk and Honey by Rupi Carr. And she has this one poem, which is not titled, but it goes, We all move forward when we recognize how resilient and striking the women around us are. I'll say it one more time. We all move forward when we recognize how resilient and striking the women around us are. And I think that's a really good way to end. I just want you to know that you are resilient. You are striking. You are wonderful. And I am speaking specifically to women. This is titled Sister, Sister. And that does go beyond women. But in this instance, I really do want to speak to our women friends and tell you that you are amazing. And whatever you're going through, whatever you're trying to get through, 
I pray for peace and for you to find the community and the space and the therapy you need to heal because there's nothing more beautiful than a healed person, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Who lives into their fullness and who um, sees that they are worth and worthy of love. Yes. And we're doing this together, sis. We are doing this together. So I hope that goes with you for the rest of this year. We've got more. Don't worry. We ain't in in here. But happy new year um, at this point. And peace. Yeah. And we have people to recognize. I'm I'm sorry. I'm just like trying to get us through this. And I don't know why. Okay. Yes. Yes. We want to say thank you. Thank you. First and foremost, thank you to Nyla and our sister circle of Sierra, Jazz, Tamika, um, Hazel. And Laura. And myself. (laughs) Thank you, Laura. Yes. uh, For the forming this conversation and allowing it to grow uh, into what it has become. We are so grateful. And we're grateful to our Patreon supporters, to you, our listeners, and to Odai Productions. Yeah, every time. Always hugging us up. So much joy. Always making us sound good. Makes me very happy. Yes. Relieved even. Yes. Yes. We are grateful. We also want to lift up Shay McCoy. We're going to do this every episode. Every episode. Because listen, go to her page, go to her website, and really look at some of her images. She's pretty dope, y'all. And you can go to our Instagram and see the see the work that she's done as well. Um, we tag her on all the things. So She makes us look good. Real good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Happy New Year and now we will say peace. <laughs> we are for, for Collar Girls. girls.